Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, 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 very pleasant uh, good morning to you. This is Patrick Timpone, if I get my act together here, trying to do five things at once. And it is, uh, it's a beautiful morning here in the Texas Hill Country, uh, December 6th, um, 2022. Tomorrow we're going to talk with Fred Deshevsky on the real world of money, the secret world of money. I don't even know what we call the show anymore because I got, got that title running through my mind. The title of my uh, first screenplay, The Real World of Money, and uh, we've mentioned that on the show before. Gentleman on the show today is somebody that I actually made a few phone calls to during uh, the writing of my screenplay and asked him a couple questions on the constitutionality of this or that, and he helped me out. He said, well, and then we chatted about it. so he was kind to give me his input on some questions that I had. Since my mentor, Andrew Goss, who taught me all this stuff over 25 years about money and banking, uh, went, to, went to heaven three or four years ago. That rascal, he left us, so I couldn't, uh, couldn't ask him outright. And I just ask him on the inner planes now, and he gives me all kinds of stuff. Richard Proctor is with us. Uh, we've had him on the show several times. He's a good guy. He's out in Utah. His website uh, is Provis Institute provisinstitute.com he's written 11 books his 11th is coming out in a couple of weeks called The Hidden Lies of Banking since we're talking about the real world of money and um, that's going to be fun I can't wait to read it and uh, so we're going to talk about that book so to get you all juiced up so you'll want to buy it in a couple of weeks maybe around right around Christmas and you can teach your kids all about The Hidden Lies of Banking and as Richard Proctor said before the show, if people really knew this stuff, they would just do something, wouldn't they, Richard Proctor? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Yes. How do you like my collar? I like it. it. It's you know you not look. Everyone, you yeah, look, not everyone has one of those. No, no, I I know. Richard, uh, what, what happened? You you tumbled down the stairs about a year ago, right? No, no, no. Tumble's not the right word. I dove down the stairs and hit my head in the corner. Wow. And crushed, crushed my vertebrae, so I had to have surgery, replaced one vertebrae, tied, tied three together. Wow. And then you were in a hard cast up until just recently, right? Monday. I took the hard cast off, the hard, the hard collar off on Monday. Congratulations. Today Good for you. Tuesday. How long did you have the hard cast on? I had to have that on for a month. Wow. And you... Yeah, had to be twenty four seven. As this one has to be twenty four seven. So it, this one is more of a reminder than a compelling. Just item. to kind of keep you keep you going. No, just to not wobble my head a lot. Just be quiet. Don't. So it, so it heals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the problem I have with the slope slope now is mus- muscles. The muscle for eight months, for eight months, the muscles thought that I was supposed to be leaning way down here. Okay. Mm. And so it still thinks, well, I guess I've got it the wrong direction. <laughs> Wait, oh my, way down here, see? And so it still thinks that that's where it ought to be, and it hasn't learned. It's, it's very, the muscles haven't learned, but the neck is straight. It really is quite amazing the things that they can do with their little tools and stuff. I mean, they, 
they saved your life, really, didn't they? You would have been right. crippled. Yeah. Think for Pat, just think about this for a moment. I checked into the hospital for major neck surgery, replacing vertebrae, all that stuff. And I, I checked in on, on Wednesday at 7.30. The surgery was at, uh, well, the surgery was at 7.30. I, I was released from the hospital on Thursday morning. Come on. One day. Come on. One day. Wow. And another thing that's happened for me, I don't know if it happened for others, but I have absolutely no pain in my neck for, from the surgery at all. Not, None. Not one bit. Isn't that interesting how they can do that? Yeah, the, only, the only pain I got was from the hard collar up from around my chest and mm. all back here because mm -hmm. it banged on. Yeah. But that's gone now, and that's no pain there now. And, and it doesn't hurt now? Your, your pain is gone? Nope. Pain-free, have been... The, the surgery, I never suffered any pain at all from the surgery. None. Interesting. Boy, you made it through it. So you now don't be tumbling down the stairs anymore. You take your time. I'll, I'll, I'll try not to do that. Do that. This is the first time and I practiced, and I don't need to do it again. <laughs> Were you able to get any writing done during all this? Is this when you wrote your oh, latest yes. book? Oh, yeah. I, I just kept right on working. The first month, I couldn't. But from April on, I've kept right on doing everything, shows, everything. Uh -huh. I just had weird collars on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've been at this for quite a few years, six, seven years? Oh, yes. I've been at this whole pro I've been at this, Pat, the whole package since 1960. Well, see, that's that what I thought. When you told me six years earlier, I don't know what, maybe you didn't understand oh, the question. Okay, that's right. I published my books in 15, okay, and I started selling them over the internet in in uh, 60 I so that's see. six years i see i've been working at this project the political part of it since 1970 the economics part of it since 1960 wow. the banking part of it since oh about 25 2020 2005 something like that you really got interested in the banking huh oh yeah i got interested in the banking i figured out I, yes well, let me give you an illustration. Do you mind if I just do an illustration of the banking situation we're faced with right today? Well, let me, let me kind of get into it kind of slowly so we don't... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let me kind of dig I'll in. I'll wait for your cue. Yeah, why don't you... You, you do the cueing. Yeah, I'll do the cueing. You know, uh, when I first... I think you'll enjoy this story. When I first got in, involved in it, Richard, I was in New York in, I think, the early 90s, and I was watching, a, I think it was the National Public Television, it was a Sunday morning. I was in New York for a food show. I had a food company, the Fancy Food Show. And I heard this fellow, I was shaving, I heard this fellow talking about how the Federal Reserve Bank was not federal, that it was, it was uh, you know, private. And that, you know, we should just print the money out of Treasury and not borrow from the Fed. And this was on national public television. So I go and sit on the bed and I watch this. And it was Andrew Goss. And he became my dear friend and my mentor in money ever since. Um, and he, he and this fellow who did the show, he was a black man, he got fired not long after that show from public television. <laughs> they fired him, you know. <laughs> so I went back to, to Austin and I called Andrew Goss and I said, is this right? Is this true? Because I was really, my interest got piqued. And uh, so that's how we became good friends and did a show on money every week uh, for uh, 12 years, you know, well, more than that, you know, 15, 20 years in Austin, Texas. So that was my introduction to money. What, what kind of got you going early on 
what was it that you first realized that the whole money thing was a was a scam? Was a was oh. a. I I always knew that the Federal Reserve was not federal. It's a criminal organization. But to get down into the nitty-gritty of what the Federal Reserve does and our banking system does, I, I began, when I was writing my volume, my six-volume set, okay, I did banking in the six-volume set, but not very very much. Mm-hmm. But I spend a lot of time thinking about what's happening in the banking system. Slowly, I got the feel exactly what's going on. It wasn't overnight. It was it was a couple of years. Yeah. And, and I have been a... I've been with bank examiners and talked to them about it, and they says, "Oh no, no, Richard, that's not correct. It's it's income, it's it's uh, capital investment." As a ca- and I says, "No, no, 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 it's profit." Every time a company makes more money than it has than it had before, it's profit. No, 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 it's it's capital investment. Now, capital investment is a buzzword to say I'm taking your money from you and going to loan it out and keep it. So I lost That's you. I, I don't know where you're going. I don't know what you who you're talking to. I'll, you, I'll, I'll come back to it. I'll come back uh, okay. to you. Okay. So um, uh, you're not talking about income tax, right? No, no, no. Okay. No, no. Okay. Income tax is a paltry thing compared to what the banking system does to us every day. Okay. Explain to us now, like we're a young child or golden retriever, of what you just said about the income and what's wrong with it. For the banking system? Yeah, for the banking thing. Okay, let me, let me, just tell the story. Just tell the story. Just tell the story. It's very, very slow. Folks, tomorrow, Pat, you're going to go downtown and you're going to buy a $80,000 Lexus. Okay. Yeah, you will like that car. I'm going to like that car. You're going to like that car. And you dicker with the dealership of how much you're going to pay for it. Right. And the dealership, you come to an agreement. What? happens next okay i'll sign some loan papers right i'll, I'll borrow not there the, not nope. there not at the dealership okay the next thing happens is you go to the bank or the credit union or anything under under the term public citizens bank that belongs to the federal reserve which they all do mm-hmm. okay you go to any of those banks and you sit down in front of a teller a, a, a clerk loan clerk and that individual spends all the time he can to tell you how bad you are to come and get a loan and how you've got to beg and plead for a loan. And you have to prove this, you've got to prove that, you've got to give your car up as collateral, you've got to do all these things. And finally, when you've drunk through all the hoops, they give you a piece of paper to sign. Mm-hmm. And that's the loan agreement. Now, at the moment you sign that document, yes, sir. the bank has give it the banks can loan out $80,000 of your money. Not your money, but the loan money. My because money. the minute you sign What's that document, the loan you money? have created $80,000. Oh, I, cre- I created, they create the 80000 and give it to me, right? No, 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 no. You've created $80,000 that will go into the world, okay? But from, from your perspective, all you're going to get is a loan to buy your car. Now, the bank, of course, sends cash. No, the bank doesn't send cash. The bank sends a check. And it doesn't matter how it gets delivered to the dealership. The dealership takes that $80,000, pay for all the stuff. It's money to the dealership. Okay? Right. It's money, yeah. Now, you you have agreed to pay a, a $2,000 payment, in principal and interest, every first of the month 
for out for the rest of your life almost. But anyway, you got the <laughs> yeah. idea. Yeah. The interest rate will be whatever they want the interest rate. Oh, by the way, let's let's talk about the interest rate for just a second. Then we'll come back to that. Okay. The interest payment is what the the car dealership figures they can sell it to you for. So if they say to you you're going to buy a you're only going to get 1% interest, no sweat. That means that you have prepaid 6 or 8% interest in your closing cost of the car. You prepay no points. When you do it at home, you see the points. You prepay points. Points. You could have any interest rate you want. All you got to do is have enough money up front to pay the to prepay the interest. Right. Well, that's what they do with the car. They tack the prepayment on and give you a lower interest. So it sounds like it's really good. You've just prepaid the interest. Oh, results. and the points are are go money that goes to the bank or goes to the dealer. It goes to the bank. Okay. Okay. You pay five thousand dollars in points <clears throat> to get one percent off, and they keep the five thousand. It's theirs. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's brilliant. theirs. That's okay, now the next step: you're going to come in, and you're going to pay two thousand dollars a month for whatever every month, long time, however long it takes. Now, I want to ask you: you look at your statement every month. What have they done with the two thousand dollars you sent them on the first of? February? I have no idea what they do with it. Well, the. They, they, they put it on your on your statement as principal and interest. And they say, of that $5,000, of that $2,000, go to goes to interest and 500 goes to principal. Right. And away you go. And you see that every month. So you know exactly what you're paying, don't you? Yes, sir. No, it's a lie. It's, it's just a smoke and mirrors. They're not doing that at all. What, at this moment, when you pay the $2,000, what does the bank have to pay to the dealership? They've already paid the dealership the 80000 They paid the dealership. So they don't have to pay the dealership. Is there anybody else involved in this loan? The bank, the dealership, and you? No. So the bank keeps that $2,000. Yes. And they call it capital investment because they put it in their capital investment fund. Okay. I'm and with they you. loan it out. We don't know what that now means, that but we're with you right now. Go ahead. Capital right investment. Now, how much can they loan out on that $2,000 you just paid them? Um, 10 times? Today, it's, it's no limit. Oh, Today, there's no limit. So, In the past, before 2020. Okay, so, slow down, slow down, Let, let's just, so we can understand yeah. this. So the, the $2,000 that I just give them, they, they multiply that by some multiplier, Richard, and then they can loan that money out again. Correct? No, no, not no. anymore. That's how it was how it before was. 2020. No. There's been a change. Oh. Before 2020, they used a nine multiplier. Nine, yeah. So that $2,000 allowed you, nine times 2,000 is 18,000. They had loanable money of 18,000 on your loan right there. Because it was capital investment that I gave them. Right, capital investment. Right. They've already taken the $80,000, <laughs> okay, that, they, that you made when you did it. And they've already, let me just do a little picky on that. And they already loaned out $720,000 when you signed the contract. Okay, so let's go back. So I signed the contract for 80 Gs, Richard, and then they did, yes. a, they did a nine times that or whatever? Yes, they did a nine times that. Nine times 872. So then they got 720000 more in the investment account that they can loan out. Yes. But let me ask yes. this. My understanding, or you tell me, that th that 720, that's just a computer entry. They just create that. 
what it all is. It all yes, is. Yeah, it, all, it all is. It all is. Everything the bank does is. They computer. just create that seven twenty. They just create it. Yes. And when you make your payment, they, they used to two twenty 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 before that. Uh, on that day, they could now loan out eighteen thousand, but that's all they could loan out till the till the money started coming back in on the payments. Got gotcha. I right. think Don't no, they, but the eighty they had the seven twenty that day, right? Already, oh, they they did that already. Seven hundred twenty thousand dollars midnight. The midnight of the day you signed the document, they began loaning out that seven hundred twenty thousand. Wow! Now, where did the eighty come from? Oh, the eighty that's just made up. Oh, they made when that you up too. The document you created. It's it's computer entries, just just computer entries, just like that. Yep, fairy tale. Yes, folks, do you understand yes. what he's saying here? This is what. A, you know, our screenplay is about, and this is what the money system is like. It's just like a, a that, well, Alice in Wonderland, just like Alice in Wonderland. Now let me tell you what's going on today. Since 2020, they removed the nine, the, the nine, the nine times. Yep, they removed it. And there isn't one now. You can loan it out every day. So tomorrow, Let's just let's not worry about the seven hundred twenty. That's okay. a big number, That's a huge a, number. Okay. Let's just worry about the the nine, the two thousand you pay today, midnight, midnight tomorrow, midnight tonight. When you've paid that, they now have eighteen thousand they can loan out. Oh, you mean tomorrow, that my, my my payment, my two thousand payment. Your payment. Okay. Whole payment. That's gotcha. right. Tomorrow they can loan out that twenty thousand again. The next day they can loan out that twenty or eighteen thousand again, or twenty thousand actually. Then they can loan it out again and again and again. It's worse than that. They can loan out that money you paid, that 2000 you paid. They created 18 or 20, whatever you want to call it, the money that was created. They can loan that $2,000 out every minute of every day of the whole year. Because now you're saying since 2020, Richard Proctor, that there's absolutely, there's no nine-time thing is gone. So, so well, essentially, they are just can loan out whatever they want, whenever they want, by creating on a computer, pretty much. Yes. Pretty much. Yes. The only restriction is how many people are coming in to get loans. Why would Why would there be a restriction? Oh, because if you if a person doesn't come in to get a loan, they can't do it. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got you. The number of loans. That's so why we are essentially the creditor. We create the money, correct? Yes, we create it. We allow them to create it. They create it. Our signature allows them to yeah. do it. So every time we do anything with the bank, they cheat us out of millions. How much? I'm going to ask you a question. If you put $10,000 in a new bank today, right. I mean, a current bank, new money, the bank has never seen that $10,000. How much can they loan out? Well, according oh, to today, they can loan out whatever they want anyway. Right. But but just in two steps. Let's go back to the nine nine because there's a number there we can work with. Okay. In those days, in the olden days, you could there. Were, I I've got in my book. I've got two steps outlined. Even in the olden days, when they could only loan loan out ninety percent, at the end of the first two steps, your ten thousand dollars allows the bank to create. Are you ready? Nine hundred thousand. <clears throat> Even before 2020? Yes. Okay, tell us how they did that. Well, you see, they, it, it's, if they loan it all out, by the time they've loaned out the first batch, they've got $90,000 of collateral because they got all that collateral. 
They took that collateral to the rediscount window at the Federal Reserve. Oh. The Federal Reserve loaned them $90,000. Now they can do 99 times 90, which is another 810,000. Okay, let's back up and let's let's follow the bouncing ball because this is fascinating. Let's let's go back. Yeah. Okay, so yes. we're pre-1920, uh, pre-2020, and we're gonna do an 80,000 Lexus, right? Yes. Okay, then what happens? So, Walk through it slowly, what they do. Oh, oh. This oh. is brilliant. This is brilliant. <laughs> These guys remember are Remember that 720 we talked about a minute ago? Yes, sir, the nine times, yeah. I'm going to times that by nine and see if my computer will catch it. Yeah, it did. They can loan out, based on that 720, midnight, the next day, $6,480,000. Come on. 6480000 From the 80 they on my Lexus, from my Lexus. On your Lexus. When they, when you signed the document, that put ninety, that put $80,000 in their coffers, they multiply that by nine, and that's $6,480,000. Uh, how did they multiply the nine times the 720? Nine times 720, because they can, they can loan out, they have to keep 10%, so they loan out the other, the other nine, 90, 90%. Then when that comes back, they loan out. And it goes like this on the 10,000. It goes like this. They can loan out 90, then 81, then 72, then 64, because that's how much the 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 10% the took away from it. By the time you get through with that, $90,000 has occurred. When they get the 90,000 90, from the Federal Reserve, they do the same thing. First night they loan out. Okay, so yeah, yeah, seven hundred twenty. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, uh, let's. F I, I'm what I'm curious about is on. I understood how this worked over the years, but I didn't. I didn't know the fine details like you're talking. So this is cool. So the seven twenty, we get that nine times, right? Yep. So that's six. And so yes. so before twenty twenty, Patrick's friend comes in and wants to buy another Lexus, and. They, they can do it because they got 720 sitting there in their little fund. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no problem. So what, when does the Fed come in? So, so walk us through that. I, I kind of missed okay. that piece. Okay, the Federal Reserve controls the banking system. Yes, sir. They don't want to mention, they don't want to say it that way, but that's what they're doing. They control it. All right. So they say to the bank, you can loan out 90%. Of the 720. Of the 720. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, well, it's just, yeah, you can loan out 90% of any number that's brought in. Now, in, in the days of yore, <laughs> you could loan out that 720 one time, and then you could keep it going, but you only could do it one time. One you time. You couldn't do it over and over again. Okay. Today, this very day, that 720,000 or the 90,000, I don't care which one you want to work with, those numbers allow the bank that night the next minute or risk, let's just do it by by midnight by midnight they can loan it out again of course they loan out against your 80,000 6 million they can loan out 6 million because they did 9 times 720 no 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 now I'm to today 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 you're going to give them their that you you made that you you did the night the eighty thousand dollar car they can now loan out eight hundred thousand dollars not just 720. there's no limit there's no, no limit they can okay loan whatever they want but let's just do that 
they can loan out 800 because it's 10 times, 10 times 80,000. Tomorrow, they can reloan out another. So it's just literally an infinite supply of computer-generated dollars. Yes, that's what it is. For the most part. For the most part, that's exactly what it is. An Our infinite supply. creates that yeah. through the Federal Reserve permission. But let, let's go ahead and do the Fed funds rate or the... Uh, how do they? How does the Fed? How does the Federal Reserve Bank get in the deal? What, how do they make it more fun for the local bank? They can. They have a committee in the New York office, the New York, New York Fed, Federal Reserve, and they meet in a little room, and they all sit around the table and say, "What do we want it to be today? What do we want it to be today? If we allow them to loan out more, we make more money." Yeah, but I mean, the bank that I borrowed the 80000 from, how do they interact with the Federal Reserve Bank of New York to get more? Do they need to oh, do that? Are they oh, just... Already, the, the rule is already given to them. Okay. To get more, they have to take the collateral to the rediscount window, and, and then they get money to loan, and then they can do more. So they can actually Before, go to the Federal Reserve Bank of New York and say, I've got this much money that I created and I want more. I got this much collateral and I want more. Yes. <laughs> I want and they more. can do it every day. I want more. They can do it every day. It's pretty crazy. Uh, Richard Proctor is with us. Uh, he's got a book and he's going to uh, have it available for you in a couple of weeks and you can get it. It's called The Lies of, what do we, how do we say it? The Lies? Hidden Lies, Hidden lies of, of Banking. Hidden Lies of Banking. And then you can read this and learn this stuff and teach your children and grandchildren and so they'll just not be, you know, <laughs> well, in the fog of war or whatever this thing is, yes. right? For the rest and of their we, life. We think, we think the banking system is helping us. It's a criminal organization. It's a criminal what organization. What happens? Let, let me just talk another little bit of the steps. They, they're loaning out all that money, but they don't loan it out for free. Let's no, just assume 9% interest. Of course not. Yeah, the credit cards are up to 36% interest now. Wow. Okay. That's where the credit cards are. Banking, they say they're only two or one percent, but they bought. You've already paid the money to them in the price of the car, so they can loan that out in the price of the car already. Right. I mean, it's it's terrible. They loan this money out. Okay. Every day, the Federal Reserve expects them, every day, to look at the profit of the day before or the capital investment, excess money of the day before, and they expect them to send wire transfer every night the extra money to the Fed in, in, in New York. Uh, Every I, night. I kind of lost you. What do you mean the extra money? Well, you see, the bank has a lot of stuff they have to do. Let's assume that the bank gets from you, oh, I don't know, $100,000 today. I, from from their clientele, they get $100,000. For whatever, yeah. Yeah, and and they loan out what you can, they can loan out. What they can't loan out of that $100,000 is extra money. That extra money, that's money they haven't used for upkeep or labor or whatever. It's their extras, money that they kind of have left over. So they send it to the Federal Reserve. Now the Federal Reserve says, we're gonna keep it for you, and if you need money, we'll send it back to you. And you, we will pay you interest on it. Okay. And it's a real low amount of interest. It's not any 6%. It's a real low amount. I don't know what the interest rate is, but it's not gonna be very much. Oh, isn't that the Fed funds rate they talk about? Yeah. Well, could be, but the Fed's rate is 6% now and better. 
Yeah, but that's a different thing, isn't it? Isn't the Fed funds rate the, the money that, that they do charge the well, banks, right? Yeah, it's called LIBOR. 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 It comes yeah. from the Bank of England. Okay? Yeah. LIBOR. Maybe people haven't heard about that term, and let's not worry about it, but those instructions come from the Bank of England because the Bank of England is the contact for all the banks. The Bank of England owns our forces of our Federal Reserve, okay? <laughs> I know. Okay. I knew. I knew. The, I knew King Charles was in there somewhere, dude. You know. It's like, yeah, he's there. He's there. He's there. He's there. He's there. He's there. Unbelievable. Well, let's not go into that. That's anyway, see, so they have power. Who controls our banking system then? Well, it's controlled by by the banks of Europe. And who controls the banks of Europe? Oh, Soros, Gates. All Rush. those dudes are in there, huh? They're all in there. Yep, they're the guys that control. Those people control all of the bank system we have. Now, if they want more money, they'll just, all they've got to do is allow the bank to loan out more money. That's all. Well, they changed it in 2020. They said, in essence, in their committee, they said, look, there won't be any more runs on the bank because yeah. the, bank, the bank can just print money however they want. We can give it to them, but they won't be any more runs. Let's just let them loan out the whole amount, unlimited. The word unlimited is in it, is in that, hmm. is in the document. Huh. So that means that every minute they could loan out that $2,000 that you just put in. Every 30 seconds they could loan it out. The only limiting factor is, do they have someone sitting there wanting money? That's the only that's limiting it. factor. That's it. So, which is why you see car commercials on television, I guess, you know. <laughs> yeah, let's get a new car. They just buy, oh, oh, get your, get your home refinanced. Think about that for a minute. Get your home refinance. It refinances for auto three hundred thousand dollars. Now what can they loan out? And it goes and goes and goes and goes and goes. Yeah. Yep. Um, so let's go back. Uh, you had mentioned Soros, Gates, and those people. Um, uh, but these are newcomers. This system's been going on for a long time. There's always been, I guess, blue blood. You know, what, Rockefellers and all these folks. They've always been running the show, right? These really oh, super rich dudes, since, right? Since our country was organized in 1788, and we have a constitution, and we're organized as a country now, mm -hmm. in 1791, okay, that's three years, 1791, the first central bank was set up in our country, and that's when it began in our country. First Bank um, of the United States, right? First Bank of the United States. Yes. Yep, and that's when this stuff began in that day. Now it was a 20-year charter. So we didn't renew the charter in, 19, in uh, 1811. We just didn't renew it for whatever reason. So we went to war with England Yeah. in 1812. That's what the War of 1812 was about, right? Right. Now the War of 1812 is done, and in 1816 we have a new national bank controlled by the Bank of England. I wonder how that happened. What was the 1816 bank called? Oh, it's Second National Bank. It was, oh. it was in, it was done on 11, and it was the Second National Bank. No, it was done in 16. I'm sorry. Yeah, Second National Bank of the United States. I have a picture of it in my book. No kidding. That very bank building. Yeah. The Why they do building. a new bank if they just, if they, if they got the new charter when they, when they won the war in 1812? How did they? Do? I'm sure it was in the surrender agreement. Oh, I see. So this was the new. This was the the re-up of the charter. Okay. Yeah, I'm. Yes. Just let's look at some dates here. Hmm. 
We, we got our, yeah. our we, we beat the major world power. And within two years, within three years of the day that happened, we had a bank controlled by the major power. So the Bank of 1816, the second bank, it was still controlled by the same people. Same thing. Exactly. Why did we do that? Why didn't we keep control ourselves, this country? Why didn't we keep control? Because we don't read the Constitution close enough. I think. Section it. 8. I mean, Section, Article 1, Section 8, Paragraph 5. Regulate the value of the money. Right there. Regulate the value of the money. Means control the money. Mm -hmm. Well, they threw that out. We don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> no, do that one. And guess who was a part of making that happen? Alexander Hamilton. The old Hamilton, right? Yeah. He was the guy in the main place. And you know Alexander Hamilton was a part of the group of what they had then called Soros and Gates. I use those terms because everybody knows them. Alexander Hamilton was a member of that organization. That's how he got that passed. What, what, what organization? Uh, I call it the Illuminati. Like the People Illum don't want to hear those words, but that's, that's what it is. That's all right. Yeah, it's, it's the Illuminati. It started in the Illuminati began this issue this time. Seventh in 1776, hmm. on May the 1st of 1776. Were there a lot of uh, the founding fathers in, involved in this thing? Do we know? I don't think so. No. no, no, I don't think so. But Hamilton definitely was. Hamilton definitely was. Washington too, right? Washington? No, 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 Washington was aware of it, but he was not a part of it. I see. How about yeah, not Jefferson? Jeff was not a part of no, it. No, Jefferson. Jefferson fought hard against against that first bank. Did he? But he lost. Yeah. Yeah. Jefferson fought hard against it. Do we know how Hamilton, uh, if he was, there wasn't a lot of guys in the Illuminati, Richard Proctor, do we know how he was able to pull off the first bank of the United States in 91? Uh, they just passed it in Congress. They just had to get Congress to they say, go ahead, do it. Do it, just like they do any law. Yeah. Huh? yeah. Wow. Yeah. And in 16, they said, go ahead and do it again. Jackson put his foot back, foot down and started fighting against it. So in 36, we they did not have it any longer. Andrew Jackson, So in 37, yeah. we had a depression. Do you remember the depression in 37? You were there, weren't you? I was. No, I wasn't there. I wasn't there. I was. <laughs> the depression in 37 So Andrew Jackson, he, he ran on the, uh, the, 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 the ticket that he was going to d destroy the Fed, right? And Yeah, he, won and uh, he, he wanted it. He did it, right? And by the way, I have his complete analysis in this banking book that I, that's coming out. Wow. His complete letter that went to Congress to stop it. I have the actual letter in the book. Well, if they had a charter, how did he stop it? Oh, when the charter ends, it ends. I you see. You got to have. Congress it was a twenty-year, 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 right? Yeah, twenty-year. Uh -huh. So it ended in in thirty-six, eighteen thirty-six. I got you. And we didn't renew it. So in 37, here's Bank of England hitting us again. This time it was economics. What did they do? What did they do to give us a hard time? They, they wouldn't accept our paper and the, the banking system of Europe wouldn't accept the banking, the paper of the banking system in the United States. And how many banks failed? Thousands and thousands of banks failed in 37 because they couldn't get their paper done. I see. Europe wouldn't accept the paper. European, Europeans caused our depression of 37. Didn't go on very long though because we're a resilient country so we were able to, to take care of it, get out of the way. And our treasury did the same thing that it should have been doing since 1790. Did, did, did Jackson print United States notes out of treasury? 
Yes, you would have to. Yes. Yeah. Where was the money going to come from? It had to. There wouldn't be any money. See, you would have to. So Kennedy was going to Kennedy was going to do that. Kennedy was planning to do that. That's he what I hear. Money. You think that's true? And they were printing money, U.S. dollars that would not be a part of the Federal Reserve. I think he. I don't know the number. Do you know the number that he printed? Was it three billion or three million or I don't know. This is what happened to him. You can see my finger. No, I know. No, I understand. Yeah, I understand. No. Lincoln was gonna was not gonna take loans from Europe either. So after Jackson took over the Fe or got rid of the Fed, how did how the how did the Federal Reserve Bank get back in there? Oh, after that, a fellow by the name of Paul Warburg showed up in the uh, United States Paul Warburg. in 1906. Oh, Warburg. Did you know he showed up in 1906 and we had another de another depression in 1907? Uh, banking, right? The banking crisis in 1907, yep. yeah. Right back to banking, guys. It's right back to banking in 1907. Everybody's upset because of that depression in 1907. I agree with them. They can be upset. It was caused by the people that later on became the Federal Reserve. But they didn't want to call it a central bank because that's a bad word. Yeah. And they didn't they had to get something that sounded like it was owned by the government. So they called it the Federal Reserve. And where was that banking bill written? And when? That banking bill was written in nineteen ten on Jekyll Island, down off off the coast of Georgia. All in secret. But who was in charge of it? Paul Warburg. Who else was in the meetings? Do we know? I used to know the names. Oh, of, yes. I, I got them all you listed. You got them all listed, books. yeah. Who are some? Every one of them. You, you know yeah, them off the top of your head? They're not listed in the banking books, but they're, yeah. they're listed in my other books. Yeah, I got them. All the names, everybody was there, yeah. Do you, do you remember some of the guys that you can tell us? Oh, it's difficult. But let's say J.P. Morgan's guys were there. Morgan was there, right, J.P. The Treasury guys were there. The, the Treasury guys who wanted it were there. Paul Orberg was there, but there were only six. Six. And they wrote the banking bill very carefully senator was there too i can't remember his name yeah i've forgotten something. i know who you mean yeah I, I, yeah. yeah yeah the senator and the senator wanted his name on the bill Did and he? the guy says no 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 people won't buy it but he got his name on the bill the first time it went through and it didn't pass that was in 11 and it didn't pass so then they went on into 13 and this time they had two things they had to do before the banking Rep bill would, would could would be passed. They had to do these two things. First and most important, they had to get the people responsible for the national debt. Okay. Not the states. <clears throat> Not the you know, states. When you read the Constitution, when you read the Constitution, and I'll just read here a little bit. It says very clearly, representatives and direct taxes shall be apportioned among the states mm -hmm. and direct taxes. That was removed in in Fourteenth uh, Amendment. And direct taxes was removed, but they did it all by themselves. They did it all by themselves by just taking, just not doing it. So direct taxes in eighteen sixty in eighteen eighteen thirteen, they passed the Sixteenth Amendment, and the Sixteenth Amendment says nineteen thirteen. Yeah, nineteen thirteen. I'm sorry. Yes, nineteen thirteen. The 16th Amendment says, I'm just going to paraphrase it. It's written in my books. I'm just going to paraphrase it. Bathroom Economics has it written exactly. But here, here we go. It says, the 16th Amendment says, we, 
will ta tax anybody for anything, even if it's against the Constitution, without regards to the Constitution. We can tax anybody anything without regards to the Constitution. Right. That's what it says. And they pass that as legal. Well, you can't do something without regards to the Constitution. So if it's, if it's abhorred to the Constitution, it's really not law. It's right. It's null and void. It's null and void. Whoa. Marshall himself, 19, in 1903, said, Marshall, James Marshall, Supreme Court Justice, said anything not in accordance with the Constitution is null and void. That is, in his decision. Hmm. Hmm. But the next sentence is what really balks everybody. We, through judicial review, will decide whether it's in, in accordance with the Constitution or not. Oh, you mean they're going to decide if it's constitutional or not? That is brilliant. And all the attorneys think that's the neatest thing that ever happened. Yeah, but but even that 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 line, Richard Proctor, is unconstitutional. Yes, I mean that line is unconstitutional. It's a circular reasoning. You know what I mean by circular reasoning? Yeah. They said something is against, then they said, but this isn't. But it is. The minute they said that, it's contrary to the Constitution, so it's null and void. And it goes like this. Yeah. Well, they just ran off the rails. Yeah. And nobody knows these things. Nobody knows these things. The second thing they had to do to get this banking bill set up going like we, they wanted it to right. go, second thing was to get the senators voted in office by the people rather than by the state legislature. Right. Now, what was happening prior to 1913? Let's just think for a second what's happening prior. This is all banking stuff, guys. Every bit of this is about banking. It's about money. So this is, yeah, about money. Yeah, every bit of it's about money. Yeah. So what happens, you see, in the days of yore, the representatives go to the people. Now, I'm talking about 1890, for example. Just mm -hmm. like 1890. In 1890, the representatives go to the people and say, we're going to get reelected. And the people were saying, well, we'll vote for you if you'll give us this, this, yep. this, this, this. We want if this. If you'll give us all these things, we'll vote for you. Yeah. So all the representatives went back to do those things so they could be reelected. Re it's their career, you know. That got to the Senate. The Senate's controlled by the state. The Senate says, uh, if we pass that, the states will fire us. We won't even have a job next week if we pass that. But you see, it's a six-year term. That's not the maximum. That's not that's not the minimum. That's the maximum. Then you got to be reelected. The minimum is one day. So if they did bad things, the state would say, you're out of here, and appoint somebody else to take his place. So they didn't. They stopped all this stuff. So here's the problem. The representatives went to the people. The people said what we want, went to the the House, passed it, and went to the Senate, and the Senate kiboshed it. Kiboshed it. Yeah. Okay, the people want it. Let's have the people vote for the senators. <gasps> all of a sudden, now there's no balancing of the books at all. There's nobody to fight for us. We think we're being represented. Today, it, every member of the House of Representatives is representing, on average, 850,000 people. And the senators are representing 3.3 million people. How's that for representation? How's that for representation? We don't have a republic, guys. Uh-uh. We have a we're actually right now we're living in a in a quasi dictatorship right now. Richard Since Proctor, uh, Richard Proctor is with us. Patrick Timponi, great stuff.
I love this stuff because I don't know. It's just this, for me, Richard Proctor, it's this idea that this is so crucial because we, the people, are in a financial prison, and which is bad enough, but the problem is that we don't know that we are. You know? Yes. Yeah, we like, think this is how it should be. Yeah, I know. It's like, come on. We don't know that we're in prison. <laughs> That's even worse yeah. than being in prison, right? Whew. Yeah, right. They don't want us to know. They don't let their employees know either. You go in and talk to the employees in the branch bank or no, the regular they, they bank. Don't, they, don't they won't know any of this stuff. They don't know that. So they don't, also, they don't, before the break, but we, we should bring this up, folks, and you should understand, all this money that's been created forever right we have no idea how much is out there i mean really we don't I, the reserve says how much they created but the banks don't yeah well we we don't know i mean i would guess it's 40 trillion what do you think 50 oh more like 60 you think really yes more like 60 which is why we have rising prices right you have all yes. these dollars exactly. chasing the same quart of milk that's it yes that's exactly why exactly why oh that's it so this inflation is not going to go away, Richard. This is not going to go away, this inflation. It can't. No, no, no. Inflation can go up to the up to the unlimited. Inflation is completely unlimited. And they just keep doing more money. How do they make inflation be so low? They say it's 2%. Yeah, 3%, that's, that's us made up. You know that. It's all made up. You know how they do that? It's very simple. It's very simple. They do not put groceries. Oh, I gas. see. Yeah, you see the CPI. What do they call it? The consumer price index. Yeah, yeah. They CPI, leave out half the stuff, index. right? <laughs> they don't put in the consumer. They don't put gas and groceries. Gas and groceries. They only put in hard goods, like tables, computers, and that kind of stuff. Well, when people are, this is how it works economically. See, people don't know economics at all. They I, don't have, we have no idea. idea. No idea about economics. No I idea. Can't even spell the word. Okay. <laughs> First four letters they can't spell. Guys, this is what's happening right now today, okay? I'm not talking about yesteryear. It's right. happening today. Today. They do not look at food and, and gasoline, at least. They don't look at these things that you buy all the time, that you have to have to live. They don't look at that. They look at the things that you buy once in a lifetime. Yes, sir. Well, if they can't, if, if they don't have any money left over to buy other those other things then those other things don't get sold so if you put those other things into the inflation and, and do the inflation on those things there is none because they can't sell any of that stuff because people don't have any money to buy that stuff because they're <laughs> spending it all on food so if you take food out of it you'll never have any inflation oh it's it's really easy to two, do. two or three percent runner yeah i took a class called how to, Lula, how to lie with statistics oh boy that was the textbook yeah of my master's degree program in economics. No How kidding. To lie with statistics. How to lie with statistics. <laughs> How to lie with statistics. And boy, oh boy, do, can they do it. I think... Um, and nowadays, they, oh. they, 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 they can call white as black. That's how they lie yeah. with statistics. I statistics. believe, um, who's the fellow... Oh, Shadow Stats. That's a good website, Shadow Stats. John Williams, do you know him? No, don't Pretty know geeky him. thing. It's like 50 bucks a year I, I join. And he's, he's like a real... Um, statistics maven and digs into the everything you know you know yeah. like you do you know you just not he's not looking at the news to tell you what's going on and he I, I think the last time I checked he thought uh, he said not thought he said inflation was on 16 17 percent yep is in that neighborhood yes, probably it is. so it's in that neighborhood. probably close yep. right 
probably close. Yep. But the fact... 9% would be, the fact, 9% would be really conservative. Yes, sir. The fact that they cannot suck all of these, let's just call it 50 for fun, 50 trillion in dollars around the world, they can't suck these out. So how is it that prices will ever go down? Oh, they will never go down until you get the Federal Reserve and the federal government under control. So, never. well, yeah, but they, we went through this inflationary thing in the 70s and, and they went down. How they how that happened? Oh, it, the, who was the president that came in right after the 70s? Uh, wasn't it Reagan? Reagan. It was Reagan in 81. Reagan changed a little bit of what's going on in the system. Did he? There's another item, though. It's another hidden item in the banking system. I've been involved with banking for decades. <laughs> Make <guys>. your head explode. <laughs> yes. Okay, here's something that's going on today. It's going on today. Right. It's been going on since 60s. It's been going on since the 60s. Why do I say since the 60s? Because we went off the gold, international gold standard in 69. No, no. 72. No, this was in... Was in Right in there. Nixon took us off the standard. Yeah, I think it was 72, 72 right? 70, 72. Well, let's not worry about Let's not talk okay. about that day. Whatever. Okay. It, went off, it went off in that period. Okay? Yeah. Now, so it's, it's gone. There is no international standard for gold any longer. Right. Then the gold went, went wild. Went to do whatever. The price went high. No. People, people started. The, there was no control. Money and the gold was free to flow. So you could go to India and buy it for $40 an ounce. Come back to the United States and get $32 an ounce. That's what happened in the late 60s. That's what they were doing. I kind of lost you there. I don't, I don't know what okay. you're saying. Okay. But let's say, let's, let me go through it in a little different way. Okay. Gold, the price of gold is, gold is a commodity. So if the price of gold worked properly and according to a commodity and De Beers wasn't doing anything with it in London each day. The price of gold would rise based upon how many people wanted it. Sure. Okay, that's how it would rise. Now, when the U.S. went off the gold standard, just before they went into what they call a two-tier system, they let the market float, but they kept the the trade for the for the dollar at thirty-six dollars an ounce. Right. Okay. So this is what happened in the two-tier system. That went on for about two years. This is what happened. People in would go to India and buy gold <clears throat> for $32, for, for $40 an ounce. So they buy a lot of ounces. No, they'd buy, they'd buy the gold from the U.S. at $32 an ounce. Oh, and then sell it in take India it to, for 42 Take it to India and sell it for $40 an ounce. Gotcha. And make $8 an ounce on the trade. And that's just what, and we couldn't afford it. All the money was going out. All the gold was going out. Or all of the, see, the gold was all going out. It was going, gone. Well, also, didn't we have people, who are the biggest countries? Huge, in Europe, they were bringing their dollars in, wanting the gold, before Nixon yes. called the gold window. France, that was another France, reason, right? France and England. Was yeah, it England? Really they were doing shiploads ship of dollars, man, saying, give me my gold. And, and they, you know. Yep. And the gold was in Fort Knox, all together with all the other. Was it? Now there's nothing in Fort Knox. No. You don't think yeah, there's yeah. anything in there? Come on. No, no gold at all. Nothing. We're, wait a minute. They say we have 8,000 tons. Oh, good. 
You don't think that's true? <laughs> no. Come on. We don't have any gold? I don't know, none, zip, zero. How do you know no that? Gold. How do you know that? Look at your look at your money today. Pull out your hundred dollar your pull out your five dollar <laughs> bill and doesn't it say Federal Reserve note on it? Of course it's a Federal Reserve note, yeah. The reserve note. Oh by the way, just just an aside, notes are a credit instrument. Right. Credit instrument means borrowing. They owe us notes means that the Federal Reserve owes us five dollars, not that we owe them five dollars. Yeah, well, good luck with us getting the five bucks. I mean, there's no real dollars to get. get what are you going to do? I mean, what are you going to do? The national debt is owed by the Federal Reserve to us, not the other way around, because we, we are spending notes, and notes are credit okay. bills. Uh, let's do a little break, and then we're going to get into the debt and fun stuff like that. Stay right there. This is great. Thanks for being on the show, uh, Richard Proctor, and I'm going to lead you to his website. You want to go there because... You can get yourself a little education. I know you know, want to go to college, but don't do that. Uh, go to go to provisinstitute.com. They're just going to teach you a bunch of dumb stuff that they make up in books that have been around since the beginning of time that nobody cares about. Go to provisinstitute.com, and you can do courses, and you can actually learn about the Constitution. You can do a political education uh, that uh, Thomas Jefferson would be proud of. And you have courses, and you have he has eleven books on money, uh, all kinds of things. Provisinstitute.com. Richard Proctor, as you can tell, he's a smart cookie, and there's not a lot of them around these days. So we try to find smart cookies to have on the shelf from time to time because, I mean, what are we going to do? Have you tried this product? Well, you should. Previously, with Mr. Oxygen, Ed McCabe, we asked him this: Does sulfur? Does it bring oxygen to the cells as well? Yes, that's what oxygen, sulfur are just... That's what it does. Kissing cousins. They love each other. The sulfur takes the oxygen. Now, in the beginning, we would have people stuff themselves with oxygen, either ozone or transport for oxygen in there, in not, not the burnt-out, dead MSM that sells millions and millions of dollars worth in the health food stores and other places all over the world. It's worthless. You have to get the real organic. So don't ever shop price at MSM because you're just going to get garbage. You need the organic super sulfur. Real, pure, living sulfur. Organic sulfur. That's what we sell right here. Three prices, depending on where you live. If you'd like more than four pounds, email me, Patrick, at OneRadioNetwork.com. We'll give you a discount. Order anytime. Front page. Click. One radio network.com. Oh, about, uh, let's see, find this button works. About two and a half months ago, um, I was talking about, uh, I started to lift weights, you know, I was on the air just musing, you know, just babbling like I do. And somebody sent me a, a link to a website, and it's called uh, Jake Wish. Well, nobody will remember that. It's just X3. And you can Google X3, and it will take you there, and you'll find uh, this place I'm talking about. And it's pretty cool. And there's a fellow by the name of uh, John Jaquish that we had on the show. And you can see he's got muscles on muscles. And he wrote a book called Weightlifting is the Waste of Time. And he had some videos on this website. Um, and, uh, you know, once again, just do X3 and that'll get you there, X3 exercise, something like that. So um, 
I was really quite taken with the whole principle because it was different from buying a bunch of heavy weights and then lifting them. And um, uh, most weightlifter dudes, they, they, they damage you know, their, their joints and stuff after a long time. If you've seen a lot of them, that's what they do. They just fall apart because it's very hard on your body. So for example, say you have, um, like the, say you have a, a barbell, right? And say I got, I don't know, 100 pounds, and you go, whoa, and then you hold it there, and then you go, <laughs> you know, whatever. So that's really hard on the joints, you know. It's just very, very difficult on the joints. So this is a, um, a program that uses variable resistance that's been around for a long time. It's actually in some of the gyms you can go there and they use chains to do a, a similar principle. But the principle is quite brilliant where you don't, um, you never take pressure off the various muscles by using these really super strong latex bands and an iron, I'll, sh I'll bring it up here and someday show you, and a, and a really uh, heavy bar and a plate that you stand on and put the plans on. So you can all of these do all of these exercises, but you never take the pressure off of the muscle because it's bands. And by doing that, you don't tear the muscle like you do with weights. And then that's why with weights, you tear the muscle and then that's how it builds the muscle but you get sore because the muscle is torn. You following me? Well, this one, you don't tear the muscle. You just build the muscle without tearing it because you don't tear it. So say, so you got this bar and then you do this. And you go up here and you got, you know, so all this pressure is on your, all the muscles in your shoulders are building. And then you go down like this. And then it's still on, right, on your shoulders and neck and what you're building with an overhead press and then you go back up like this. So you go through this with each uh, muscle in the body, four different triceps, biceps, calves, um, squats, the booty, um, everything, um, chest, and you do four a day, and it takes about 15 minutes, and you're done. And I've never been sore doing this, never. Well, one time I had a little sore place in my back, but. It was only because I was, I lost, uh, I lost my focus and lost my posture. You gotta, you gotta, you don't lose your posture. So it's really cool. I'm getting muscle first time. I, I've got uh, many years on my body, and I'm, I've, I've got more muscle today on my body than I've ever had my whole life. It's pretty cool. I'm getting strong, and then when you get strong physically, you get stronger mentally, right? emotionally and things happen right so check it out it's called X3 it's on our website on the front page of oneradionetwork.com when I purchased this bad boy it was $549 I didn't have $549 because I'm not a banker I didn't <laughs> my mom told me to be a banker but what I do with talk shows I didn't have 549 so I just I financed it see so somebody made there you go you know the old finance thing I did a I did a uh, I think a, a year's finance 50 bucks a month or whatever so I just wanted it so I'm going to pay my interest and go down the road but now it's 399 I believe it's still 399 check it out X3 
on OneRadioNetwork.com. You know, I would marry a banker if I could find a cute enough banker girl, but, you know. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Richard Proctor is here. We're talking about his new book on banking. That's why moms and dads have always told girls, right, often, marry a banker, right? Marry marry a banker. <laughs> uh, they're always wealthy. <laughs> so... You- before I get here's into the, the before, okay, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, here's a thought on that same line. You marry a banker. There's another issue here. All banks, if you notice, all the major banks in your city have huge buildings, beautiful buildings. I mean, the credit union I belong to, Mountain America Credit Union, just built a 20-story, I guess it's 20. It's huge, beautiful building, all glass, everything. And they, they tell everybody how much they spend on it. You know how much they spend on it? Nothing. Why? Why are they? they oh, because they created the money. money. They created the money. They created the money. They just wrote checks. They just wrote checks. Wow. So now they don't show you that. It doesn't show in the book. Oh, of course. They don't to let you know that, but it didn't cost them a dime. That's why any bank that's functioning, any credit unions, for any of them, can build whatever they want. So that brings a really interesting question. I mean, there's a. I think it's Credit Suisse. They're going bankrupt, and they're just getting, I don't know, $10 billion from the Saudis. How is it possible that banks that create money for a living, <laughs> right, how is it possible that they can get into problems like so many banks are in Europe? Is it because they bet? They make bad bets? Or no. What is it? No, 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 no. It's because the guys above them don't want them there anymore. Okay, say this now. What? Banks are controlled by the, our banks are all controlled by the Federal Reserve. And the Federal Reserve is controlled by the the big boys. By by the big boys. The Federal Reserve wants to close a bank. They just go do it. They they don't have to worry about it. They can close the bank anytime they want. Because they have a, the banks have a charter with the Federal Reserve Bank of New York. They're all a part of it. They are all a part. All the banks are a part of the Federal Reserve. That's a part of their, they have to be. They have to be. Wow. Since they're a part of the Federal Reserve, you know what the FDIC the FDIC isn't to insure your money come on Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation what is it yeah that's just a that's a scam they put in the 30s to people think their money was insured (laughs) it's a scam okay it doesn't do a thing for you if there was a a major run on the banks FDIC couldn't even touch it with the money they had to do it yeah it couldn't touch it what the FDIC's job is is to go to the banks and check that they're following the rules. That's it. And if they're not, the FDIC can close them that day. But tell me this, Richard Proctor, banking dude. So you have a bank, Bank of Dripping Springs, or whatever bank, Bank of J.P. Morgan Chase. Uh, They must must have billions of dollars just lying around digits they call dollars, right? Which is why I guess they can pay Jamie Dimon $20 million a year bonus or whatever, right? I mean, it's just... There isn't any limit. And they have thousands of employees, so... Yeah, uh, I give you another example. This happened in the United States. A a very good friend of mine was a bank examiner in his days. Yeah. Before he was a bank examiner, he worked for a company, a bank, that was worldwide. A big, solid, good bank worldwide. The FDIC came in, interviewed him, interviewed some others, interviewed some others, and said, well, we don't like what you did there. Mm-hmm. And they closed it. 
this huge international bank was closed within just a few weeks of their visit because the Federal Reserve said, you're out of here. I've got a bank that right here in my city was closed by the Federal Reserve. No reason at all. I don't know of any reason it was closed. It was, it was going right along, doing what he wanted, but they didn't like him, so they closed him. It was a family they bank. They can do it. They can do it. Yeah. That's what they do. Savings and loans went up several years ago. Why? Because they were it getting in the bellies of the bank system. People were going there. Oh, you're talking about in, money that and happened and in the a, banking system was losing. Huh. So they painted them as a bad picture and closed them all. Was that in the 80s when that happened? I remember exactly. I just remember it happening. The savings and loan they thing. They closed them all. They closed them. Yep. Closed all the, all the savings and loans. You know, in the movie, in the, and this is really brought out in the movie, It's a Wonderful Life that everybody watches around Christmas. Right, right. When the banking thing hit, George jumped over the jumped over the bench. Stop, you guys! Don't take your money. Don't go buy their stock. Don't sell them. Don't sell them. But I need money. Well, I've got two thousand dollars, and so he helped the people with a loan and kept their bounce accounts open. And it's the only one that survived. Yeah. So let's talk about the debt now. If you go on the internet, then we know never lies. They'll tell you the debt is, I don't know, what, $31 trillion. We know it's a lot more than that, but that's what they tell you. So this yep. money is owed to various people who have loaned money through treasury bonds, right? Uh, pension that's funds, one, that's one of the ways, individuals, yes. and then also the Federal Reserve Bank of New York. It's in charge of all the banking in the United States. But I mean, yes. they... they they have, I'm looking at their balance sheet right now as of November 30, 2022. You can check yes. it out online, the H41 release, H41, and it's just right there. It's in plain sight, not hidden. We, the people, owe the Federal Reserve Bank of New York treasuries, uh, let's see, $5,500,000,000. Hmm. 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 That they created, that. they created on a computer and lent it to we the people. Yes, and we the people are paying interest. Yeah, we? you bet we are. You bet we are. And they made the money up. Yeah. Now, who does that make sense Remember to? That, How does that example I mentioned of twenty-five of, of ten thousand new dollars? Today, if you're really good on that, if you had it under demand deposit, you'd be lucky to get twenty-five dollars a year on that ten thousand. Yeah. But the banks will make eighty-one thousand dollars and pay you twenty-five. And the Federal Reserve Bank of New York, on the looking at their balance sheet, they've got almost nine trillion dollars on their balance sheet, which was all made up, computer. Yes, nine yes. trillion. All computer money, every bit of it. And the Federal Reserve Bank of New York is owned by the other banks, J.P. Morgan, Citi, whatever. Right. Well, you see, well, every, all banks have partner banks. In the United States, there are some banks, several of them, I don't know how many, quite a few, that are operated and owned by European banks. Those are the people who bought the stock in the Federal Reserve in 1914. These stock was sold, and, and the people who bought the shares that own the Federal Reserve are the banks in the United States that are owned by the European banks. So in the European banks... They own it all. Are owned by 
Soros and Company or the Illuminati, same thing. Yeah. They own that. So in essence, the Illuminati owns that, who owns that, who owns that, who owns that, Everything. who we go to. Who we go to. Every dollar that that we earn for these people goes to them because it's just so much of it. There's just so much money. So much. Our consumer debt. I've, I've got a, a website. You can go to it anytime you want. It's a debt website running all the time. Our consumer debt now is somewhere around $1.8, $1.9 trillion. Sure. Yeah. I yeah. wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. I'm going up on $2 trillion. Wow. Like that. That's consumer debt. That's debt that you and I have signed our name on the line that we're going to pay it. The, the, the Lexus is in the, in, the, in the credit cards, right? Yeah. Credit cards are big, big business, huge business. So the same thing happens when we take out a credit card with a $5,000 limit. We yep. create $5,000, and then they put it on a computer, and then we borrow yep. the money that we just created. Yep, yep. As you use the card in the grocery store, the grocery store sends the, you there, and the, the bank pays them with a check. What a scam. What a scam, man. Yes. <laughs> Every check coming from a bank is false money. Every one. Every check. It's all false money. Fiat money is what we really call it. Yeah, fiat. fiat money. But false money is a good word. That's what it is. Right. Every check we get from a bank. Certified check doesn't make a bit of difference. It's all checks. So, Richard Proctor, if you were president, would you do what uh, this fictional screenplay that I wrote, The Real World of Money, would you do what he did, take over the Fed and print your own currency? No, you don't have to take over your Fed, you just don't use it. Yeah, that's what I, well, that's what I mean. You just, that's right. You don't have to take it over, just don't use it. Just don't use it. I would attempt to do that. Well, they're going to do it, that. but it, it's the same thing. If you wouldn't use them, they're going to try to kill you anyway, right? Either way. Yeah, they don't want you there. You're going to do that kind of stuff. They don't want you there. And and that's how that's how our elections are done. Our elections since 1913, I'm going to go back to that date because that's the date, well, just before that, the date of 12 when, when Wilson was elected. On that election, the Federal Reserve bought who they wanted. That's yeah. how he got there. That's how you... And every election we've had since then, except one, has all been controlled by the banking system. And that one was, was Trump. You don't think he was? Only one. Really? Yeah. Curious? He wasn't... You can tell that he wasn't a part of it because of how the media treated him and how they still are. They don't like him. They hate his guts because he won't bow to them. Really? So you really think he's kind of a good guy? I think he was a good guy. I think he got caught in traps by people who were working with him and for him and all that kind yeah. of stuff. They did things in his name he didn't know was happening. This is a big job, you guys. Yeah. You, you have a good confidence and complete reliance in everybody, you're, you're, you're lost. Yeah, I think he got lost on the vaccine thing. I think he got snookered on that one. He got a lot of stuff done. Yeah. Things he couldn't get done were, were those things controlled by Congress. No. Oh. So let's go back. So we're president, or we're in, a, in our in our screenplay, or you and I are running the show up there in Washington. How do you like your office? Do you like it? Is it good? Is it oh yes, I've got a beautiful office. I, I know. So I, you know. I usually have my beautiful office on on the screen. Well, I mean, I you know, and we're and you're near the we're near the Oval, so we could create United States notes, and we could 
we could just um, have people turn in their, their dollars for our notes it, and then pay off the debt. They wouldn't have to turn them in. They wouldn't have to. Okay? This is how you do it. You just issue the money. It's It'll be considered good money because it's of the United States currency. Right. Fiat money is not good money. Right. Okay. Good money always drives out bad money. Okay. That's an economic law. Okay. Good money drives out bad money. Okay. So good money from the government, you don't have to say a thing to anybody, just issue it. And the people will want those, not Federal Reserve notes. So if you go to the store and they're gonna give you change, you say, No, I want the Federal Reserve notes. I don't want the I, I don't want the Federal Reserve but notes. Yeah, the wouldn't that be a mess though? You can't have two different currencies in a cash drawer it at Kroger. It wouldn't last very long. Yeah. No, you could have two different currencies. It wouldn't last long. It wouldn't last so the the good money would drive out the bad. Yes, uh huh. Yeah. Bad money wouldn't. I understand. Don't have to ask anybody. Don't have to say anything. It just would work. But but um but 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 you know me, I got some butts here. Um, you still got thirty, probably thirty five trillion dollars of debt you got to deal with. Oh, you mean the Federal Reserve money? Yeah. The Federal Reserve debt. Yeah. National debt. Yeah. Well, they never gave us any money for it. Yeah, Why but what, but Richard. The pension funds got these uh, treasury bonds. People got them. Um, oh, oh, you can't just people, dump those. Those people are going to take care of, but not. But the most, most are are foreign owned. They're not our people owned. They're foreign owned. No, I mean, like to say the treasury. Let's just say the pension fund of uh, California workers or whatever. I mean, it's huge. They own a lot yeah, of. Yeah, they all are. They have a lot of. Uh, treasury bonds and they count on those things to get the people you just can't dump that I mean it would be a disaster oh, no, no. No. no you don't do that you don't do that but you don't it isn't it isn't so difficult let's assume that you that you again the reason you could buy that $80,000 Lexus is because you've got $100,000 in, in savings that you're drawing money on it's all in dollars or it's all in the stock market, but it's all re represented in dollars. Okay, the, the United States government puts out some money that's the United States money, not Federal right. Reserve money. You would make an effort to change your money to federal re to the I real understand. money. Of course you would. Yeah. And that effort will close the Federal Reserve quietly. It'll just do it. Well, the banking system, the banking system that I propose, will close the Federal Reserve system. Hmm. Okay, um, and then we're, let's talk about state banks. Let's let's take this email. Um, uh, two years ago, you pointed out that Vice President Kamala Harris was not qualified to even be vice right. president on Patrick's show, and yet here we are, kind of like Barack Obama, not having a birth certificate. Can you explain this again as I have determined that they will do what they have to do to get anyone in office that satisfy yeah, their will. agenda. I mean, exactly. I mean, uh, right? I'm going to read you out of the Constitution. That's where I should get it. Right? Okay, All right. <clears throat> this is what the very first verse, verse, <laughs> verse. it ought to be a biblical, it ought to be a biblical reference. Right. It should be chapter one, verse verse two, okay? I'm going to read verse, verse one here in the 14th Amendment. And I'm going to read it line for line, precisely. Okay. All persons born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction thereof are citizens of the United States and of the several states. 
born or naturalized. Okay? Now, Kamala Harris claims that she was born. What constitutes a birth of a United States citizen? One parent is a citizen. That constitutes a natural born citizen. They, they've made it that way because so many guys overseas marrying young ladies who are not overseas or are not Americans, but their children will still be United States citizens. Right. Got to have one parent who is a United States citizen to be a citizen. You don't have to have that to be naturalized. You just have to have one to be a natural born citizen. Just one parent. Okay. Kamala Harris doesn't have either. She was born in the San Francisco hospital and she has neither. Now, I don't care if she was born on the Capitol steps. If you don't have a parent that's a citizen, she is not a citizen. So both of her parents are not citizen? Yeah, they're both. They're, neither are. They're diplomats. They're diplomats. So this would, it's kind of an interesting situation. If they're going to run Sleepy Joe out, they could then say, Kamala, you know, you're not qualified, and they could put in whoever they want. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely could be done, but they won't do that because Kamala Harris will do what they want, so that's plenty. Oh, I see. They'll if put her in. They're gonna, yeah, yeah, she'll, yeah. And she'll just do everything that they want until they get tired of her. And then they'll ask her, now, who's the next one in line? Right now, today, who's the next it one in line? It would be, well, up to a week ago, Nancy Pelosi, right? Right. Why did you say up to a week ago? Am I missing something that happened a week ago? Well, yeah, she's not, she's not uh, with the election midterm, she's not the deal anymore. She's, she's not. Oh, then it's. Oh, then she's not there. But she was there last year. Yeah, but somebody else is going to be there now. It's, it's going to be um, um, Speaker of the It'll House, right? Speaker of the House. It'll be a Republican. Speaker yeah. of the House. McCarthy. Speaker of the House is the next line. President Pro Tem of the Senate is, is the next line. It right. goes like that. Right. In my in my my banking my in my Constitution book, Saving the Constitution, I got the whole the whole thing listed, so everybody can see who's in line and where they are. Right. Right. People have conjectured that. You don't even have to do the um, Speaker of the House that you can put in whoever you want. And they, they're, they're kind of putting out the idea that maybe they'll just put Trump in. Can oh, you do oh, that? No, no, no. You at least have to be a House member. Oh, do they? Okay. Right. You at least have to be that. Well, I, I saw it on the internet and I knew it was true that I saw it on the internet. <laughs> yeah, it's just... just it's all a game. It's all a game. The federal the federal debt is, is a game. Everything is a game. Remember the ceiling that we used to have on the federal debt? That was just a game. Oh, you mean yeah. There was no there was no there was no limit. They just used it as a bartering chip when it came up to see what they could what they could pretend like they were giving the people. So let's talk a bit about the states. And I know you uh, I, w I want you to tell us your your idea of how states can do a bank. Uh, so what, what would that bank look like? And there's none of these that you're proposing okay. today, correct? Even the yes. even the the, the, the bank of uh, North Dakota that people claim is a state bank, it still isn't, correct? No, it, it's a partial federal a, a, a public citizens bank. Right. But you see, the problem is that the the state controls it. See, that's the problem, and they're a part of the Federal Reserve. And they are part of the FDIC. Okay. So that makes them a non-public citizen bank. There's a whole bunch of guys in San Francisco running all around the country organizing public citizens banks. Hmm. But they're all a part of the Federal Reserve, and they all will use the FDIC. 
FDIC. So it's the same thing. It's just a different name. It's the same thing. Just a different name. How would you thing. do a public citizen bank? Who who runs it? Okay, let me let me just go through how it would be done. Okay. okay. It's not hard, but it will be very difficult to get done. It's not hard to say the words. All right. The state legislature is in charge. Okay. They're the guys who pass the laws for the state. They pass the law that says we authorize a public citizens bank outside of the authority of the Federal Reserve by the authority of the Tenth Amendment and Article Six, Paragraph Three of the Constitution. Yeah, I love it. Tenth Amendment. Tenth Amendment and Article Six, Paragraph Three of the Constitution. What is that one? What does that say? That says that they all all the guys have to have oath of office. I'm sorry. Oh, they, they have to have an oath of office? Just a minute. Senators and representatives and all the members of the several state legislatures and all executive and judicial judicial officers, both of the United States and the several states, shall be bound by oath to support this Constitution. Cool. Okay. So that's the authority, and the Tenth Amendment is the authority together. And they pass it based on that. They say, now you can you can be one. They also have to say in that that the law that requires you to be a part of the FDIC is revoked for this banking system. Mm -hmm. Okay, so here we here we go. Now we we have to raise capital. Yes, the requirement will be some number. I wrote in the bill two million. It depends on what everybody wants. I wrote in the bill two million dollars capital. Capital means that they buy stock. They own the bank. That's what it means. So, but there's a there's a codicil in that in that share purchase. When the bank wants to buy the in, buy it bank, you will be compelled to pay that money back. They'll be pay you and they'll pay you interest, so you'll get a good return on the money. But you have to sell it to the bank when they want it. That's a part of the deal. The first year, the bank will buy all of those, all that constitution, all of that two million dollars back. Now it's owned by itself. All corporations can own themselves, every one of them. I, my corporation owns itself, me. Mm -hmm. Okay, I own all the stock. I am the I am the guy. I the the the, 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 the a bank can buy or re, buy stock back. They can either retire it then; it'll never be used, or they can plan to sell it again, or they can just keep it as bank stock in the bank. Therefore, it's still valid. Okay, but they don't sell it. So they own themselves. Now, the bill also says that the state will audit and control and make sure the bank is operating properly. And the state auditor will be assigned that responsibility. And he'll audit it just like he does any other part of the state that he's obligated to do. Other than that, nobody has any contact with any government deal. Wow. Those two things. And they then will hire people that are bankers who know banking. I mean, I've got my eye on a guy I know who knows banking very, very well. And the minute I can get $2 million together, or I can find someone to get $2 million together, and we can get the legislature to do that, then I will organize one of those banks, and I will have him be the, the well, brand. The what do you think the chance is that you could get the Utah legislature to do it? Do you, would that be tough? That's the tough. Remember I said oh. it's easy to say, tough to do? All right. That's tough. Because they're kind of swampy and they don't want to cut out the big banker boys. But you see, what you do what you do to avoid that is you get someone with a lot of charisma 
in the state. And they go on a tour all around the state telling people what the what the this bank will do for them. Right. And one of the main things today is all home loans will be two percent or less. Wow. So on this this public citizen bank, um, they're gonna still have to create dollars on a computer because you don't have billions of dollars sitting there. No, no, we'll use the we'll use we'll just use the banknotes because they are they are legal tender. Which banknotes? Federal Reserve banknotes. We'll just use the Federal Reserve. Well, that's notes. what I mean. But you're going to have to create those on a computer to loan me my three hundred thousand dollar house. Oh no, no, no! You're a bank. You don't have to. No, 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 no. no Patrick, a wait a minute. I'm in Utah. You're absolutely you're, right. You're I'm in you. You're in I'm Utah. Just, Hold on a second. You're, let me just ask. You're in Utah. You got your bank. I go in there, I want a $300,000 mortgage. You can give me $300,000 of real no, dollars? I'm going to do accounting. I'm going to do Yeah, accounting. well, that's what I mean. You're going to create the money. Okay, all right. I, clear. I just want to be clear on that. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to create the money. You're going to create the money. And they're going to take that uh, creation to wherever they're going to use it. Right. In reality, we're moving Federal Reserve notes. Correct. But you're still going to be creating... You're going to operate like a bank bank and do the same thing. Exactly But you've got same. to with credit, really. Don't you? I mean, if, if how else are you going to do it? Yeah, you've got to. You can't You can't survive. But here's the, here's the caveat about okay. this. Remember, the stockholders have all been bought out. Okay. Where does the profit go now? To the bank. It doesn't go to the bank. doesn't go to the bank manager. doesn't go to me. doesn't go to the board of directors. Where does all that profit go? To the bank. It goes to the state. Oh, to the state. The state. That's the payoff. Well, that's why the, the legislatures might do this, because, you know, they'll get a big, yeah. Yes. There you go. I like it. It goes to the state. And the state uses it for their operation. And to pay off and to not borrow any, not get any more money from the federal government. Now, if you don't get any money from the federal government, you're a free state again. By the way, that's what the Second Amendment says. Nobody ever reads the Second Amendment. They just said, bear arms. This is what it says. A well-regulated militia is, I'm going to paraphrase it, it mm -hmm. says being, a well-regulated militia is necessary to keep the security of your state, a free state. Now, you live in Texas, right? Mm -hmm. It is not a free state. You're dictated by the federal government. On and on and on. To be a free state, you have to have no tie with mandates from the federal government to get money. And all states have it, right? They all have it. Every state. We all, we a third of our budget is controlled by the Federal Reserve, uh, by the federal government. Sorry. So we this bank then pays, stops accepting money from the federal federal government and pays for those things that the state wants to do. So we don't have to raise taxes and we can still do the programs. So I, I think your idea is going to have a, a, its day because what if, you know, what if things keep getting swampier and swampier, which I think they will, places like yes, Florida, Texas, Tennessee, we may bail out of the union. We could, 10th Amendment. Oh, no, I'm not, I, you don't have to no, bail out. No, no, just stay with me a second. But if they do... And like DeSantis is telling the government just to pound sand and the WHO is not, you know, he's a pretty cool yeah. guy. Um, then yeah. you could do your own bank and then you could yes. really be free, 
You know what I mean? Yes. Free. Yes, you could. So I think your, your you idea get, is great. I think it's great. If you can get the free. The freedom is based on money. You can be free just by the money. Nothing else. Right. You don't have to succeed. You're free now. Oh, I What's see what you're saying. Yeah. Federal government. You wouldn't have to succeed. They can't dictate. The Supreme Court can dictate. The legislature of the federal government can dictate. The president of the federal government can dictate. Nobody can. Nobody dictate. can dictate because. Because you got because the Tenth Amendment, right? You wouldn't have to secede from the Union, is what you're saying. That's right. Yeah. You don't have to use the Second Amendment and, and Article 6, Paragraph 3. Both of them give you the power to do it. Yeah, but if you are one of the Union, I mean, doesn't the President, with their crazy um, um, executive orders and their control of the military, they could still put their little thumb on you if they wanted to. They could send in the military and go after DeSantis okay. because they don't like him. You know, so I don't know Let's about... Let's do this. Let's well, do this. Okay. All legislative action is from the legislature of the Congress, the Senate, and the House. All legislative. So executive order isn't the law. I know, but they do it all the time. They think it is. I know, but we don't We don't care. They can write all they want. It only applies to the executive department of the federal government. That's right. Else. That's right. Okay, so we just do it in our state. Hey, they've done it already. Michigan did it. No, not Michigan. South Dakota did it during the COVID garbage. Oh, that, that's right. That, that governor said, I won't do it. And she didn't. What was her that's name? Christine Noem? Christine Noem or whatever her name? Yeah. Yeah, whatever her name was. Yeah, she did it. She said, I won't do it. By the way, one of our Saving the Constitution books went to the South Dakota. Legislature oh, yeah, cool. So, so that's really all it takes as a governor just to say no. no. Yeah, that's all it takes. No. No. That's all. Nothing more. Wow. Now, now let's talk about that 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 armed force they're going to send. Yeah, yeah. How big is the armed force of the United States? I'm sorry. How large is the military? I, I have force no idea. America? I have no idea. Is you're in Texas? How many people do you have in Texas? Population? I have no idea. Well, let's just maybe guess twenty twenty. Maybe 25 million. I'll just Google it real quick while you're telling okay, me. 25 million will be fine. Okay. Eight okay. times. Okay. You would have 800 representatives in the House. You're supposed to have 800 representatives in the House. Oh, yeah, because they jimmy that old thing up, right? Yes, they jimmy that. You'd have 800 representatives in the House. I'm just, just coming in the numbers in general. We got 20, so, we got 30 million people. <clears throat> Okay, have 30 million, then we have 3 million, and we have 100. So you're going to have 8, eight 30 million, you're going to have 30 times. You're, <laughs> you're, you're going to have 9,000? 3 times, you're going to have 10 times what we have. And we have 800, you're going to have 1,000. 1,000 representatives? Yeah, well, that's not happening. No, no, it's not happening. But see, that's the, that's the core. I see. You also have how big a militia? I don't know. I can Google well, that I, too. I would expect it to be five or six million. Really? Do we have a militia in Texas? No, you don't have one. I think uh, some still have active words, but I don't think Texas does. Some um, of the other states do still. Uh, let me do but it. This, but the Senate and the House can say it. You have a militia. They can say it. You see? Oh, I see. You can just do it. And then the bank, mm -mm. the bank. As fast as it can roll, it will it will finance the weaponry and everything of that state militia. And and you will close the Federal Reserve offices because it's constant the, the, the 
income tax is unconstitutional. So you will say, we'll no longer pay it. And your senators will be elected, will be appointed by our, by our legislature. We're not going to have another election. Those two things would change the, those three, the militia, the Senate, and the House. Gotcha. Those things would change the relationship 100%. Hmm. We got a militia. When they, when they sent the army in, you guys would have plenty of, you'd, you'd, you'd say, well, I don't have any, I don't have any airplanes. You have air force bases. All those, those things would all belong to you now. Did you hear what I just said? Yeah, you mean the government uh, air force bases? We got a lot of air force bases in Texas. We would Every own those. One of those. We would, they would all belong to the state. All right. Immediately. Now you're talking. Because that's because Article Article One, Section Eight, Paragraph Seventeen says that the federal government cannot have any land in your state. Yeah, but how are they getting away? They got they own most of the land everywhere. They say they say they because do because they stole it from. Us. I see. We're just going to take it back. I hate when that happens. And if they and they do have, I served in Texas. I served down in Lackland. Did you? Big base. Okay. Now the land doesn't belong to the federal government, but they have confiscated. So the state's just going to say, "Out of here." But the equipment that's there and all of that is going to will still be there. Okay, they could say they're going to move it, but we would have a militia that would take it away. And they couldn't. We have a so TexasStateMilitia.com. And that we got one. I mean, you, you can, have a militia. Yeah, you can, yeah. Let's they got a whole website, and you can join sons, daughters, fathers, mothers, patriots, all unyielding sense of responsibility to our community, our state, and our constitution. Yeah. Yes. So you guys could do it. You have a militia. We got a militia. That's all you need, and then you just <laughs> need to help have the people understand what it's for, and that they join in mass. And the Constitution says that you're going to appoint the officers, so you do. You do all that kind of stuff, you take care of it. Every bit of it, it's yours. And they will have a big enough force, okay, that the federal government's army can't do anything about it. Here's an email for you from Charles. Thanks for the show. This has been fun. It has been fun. Yeah, I really enjoyed So what does your guests think about these new central bank digital currency things that are going to be coming out? and how this all uh, plays into the banking what system. What do we, what do we, what do, again, if we had the person, per, the, the private bank, public citizens banking system, it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter. So let's mm -hmm. talk about how it would, how, what will happen if we are not. If we do not have it, we just have the regular banking system. All of your dollars will be turned into digital dollars. And you will kowtow to what they want or they will take away your dollars. Do you think they're going to try to force people to convert their, their digital Federal Reserve notes to these? Oh, they can't do that. That's against the law, isn't it? No, they make the laws. Yeah. The Federal Reserve makes the laws. Yes, they can do it. So the way, only way out of that would be to actually have it in paper cash and use that. Yep. Yep. Wow. Do you think they can never, you think, never have anything in the bank? You think they're going to really try to do that, Richard Proctor? Yes, I do. Do you? Wow. Yes. That'd be a trip. Haven't you already? Haven't you already been to a store and seen that we don't have any coins, so you have to pay cash? You have to pay, sure. We use a credit sure. card. <clears throat> That's the same thing. We won't take any of your dollars. You have to use a credit card. Credit card means bank. So when we have money in the bank, 
it's not really ours, is it? Haven't we loaned our money to the bank? We, oh, yeah, the bank owns our money. They own yeah, it, it yeah. Wow. Yeah, it does. They did that back when the EU was having trouble, and, and Greece, the first one was Cyprus and Greece, they confiscated all the wealthy people's money. Hmm. They could have money to run the government. I wonder if one had a bunch of money, which would be a problem we'd love to have. Say you and I had $10, billion, $10 million, right? Could yeah. we put it in some bank in Switzerland or something to protect it? Nope, nope. It'll still be banking. It's still part so of the you, banking. You could put it there. You could put it there, but how are you going to get it and spend it? Well, I don't you know. Take a trip. Yeah. You could it's buy time to get the public citizens bank organized. Jeez, man, I tell you. Use that one, and that won't have digital currency. Yeah, well, you know they're going to do it. Wow. I know they are. But I can't seem to get anybody convinced of the danger that's coming. Well, I know, because we're, you know, we're humans. We just don't do anything until it's, until, until it's too late. Until it's too late. <laughs> that's just the way we are, Richard. Probably. You know that. I mean, I started talking about this six years ago. <laughs> Any state who had done this would now be scot-free of all the garbage. They would be scot-free of all of it. Well, no Title Ten garbage, no executive orders, none of that. Maybe we could raise $2 million to start or something. Yeah, well, in Texas, you probably want to raise 5 or $6 million because you've got a lot of people who are going to start right off. Of course, remember, remember, now with all the rules the Federal Reserve has got, we'll just adapt those same rules. And that $5 million can be loaned out every day. But but you're saying that even if, say, we had $10 million for fun, uh, Uncle Charlie died and left us $10 million, and we wanted to start this in Texas, um, you're saying that the legislature, we couldn't do the bank unless the legislature says we can do it. Is can't that do right? It. That's right. You can't do it unless that. And the yeah. legislature won't pass it until the people tell them to, or else they won't elect them. Yeah, well. That's why, remember, I talked about a charismatic person who would go around all over the state. Some money would be spent on that to get him to do that and have meetings everywhere. I could do, I could do that. I could do everything. that. Everything. I could do that. Yeah. I can't. People don't don't drive to me. I can't do it. I'm not charismatic. Yes, you are. I'm not. Yeah. Where do you get your little thing out there? You'll be I, really charismatic after you get your neck thing. I have I have I, I I want to say too much about things. I know. See, the only thing that people care about is my interest rate and and my my mortgage. If I you mean to tell me I can get a mortgage for two percent and I only have to pay five hundred dollars interest, right. and if I get a mortgage, if I don't have that one, I had six percent and now I'm paying five thousand dollars interest. Which way do you think I want to go? Yeah. See, now I can help people know that. But they don't believe it. Yeah. They don't believe, oh, you can't do it. They don't believe it. They don't believe it. Here's one of the things we did in our screenplay. You might like this one. What we did yeah. was uh, we had the president because he controls treasury, because he can do an executive order, right? It's in the executive yes, branch. Right. Does apply. Yeah, he just uh, borrows $3 trillion from the Fed at 1%, and he gets a balloon note at the end of it. And so he takes the $3 trillion, and puts it in Social Security, which is bankrupt, right? So now we got yes. that, and he starts doing mortgages out of Social Security at 2%. That's what he did. What do you think? I guess you could do it. No reason why you couldn't. Why you couldn't do it. Do it. Of course, the so bankers... Why, why, wouldn't you just, why wouldn't you just set up an opportunity for for Public Citizens Bank? Like well, I, I don't know. I, it, it's, this is a screenplay. It's fiction. you got to keep it simple. It's okay. It's okay, right. You know I what understand. I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. But that's what we did yes. in the movie, and... Yes. 
And obviously the bankers weren't happy because they have about $2 trillion in mortgages. So that's the whole thing going on in the, in the movie, in the screenplay. That's one of the reasons, yeah, that's one of the reasons you'll have trouble getting it through the Congress. Oh, yeah. The legislature, through oh. the legislature, because all the bankers are in, in bed with oh, all the legislature. Of course. You, you can only imagine how much money the banking cartels have been giving to both parties forever, right? You know they got forever. them. You know they own them all, right? <laughs> yeah. How does somebody start in the United States legislature or the United States Senate, and they they just don't have enough money to even get a, rent a house? No. The family's back there. Right. They're living in their office. They don't have enough money to do anything. How is it that in the end of two years or the end of their millionaires, how does that happen? I don't know. Well, you know. I know. You know. I, we know. Did you? Yeah. Did you see how much money like the Bidens and all these people have? You know, man. Oh, cabillions. Yeah. They have cabillions. That's right. That's right. And all the legislative guys when they retire do too, and all the senators when they retire they do too. So, so let's talk about one thing before we go. So let's just say that we humans are going to continue to keep doing things until it's too late, which we'll probably do, um, and then. This government, regardless of who the president is, is going to continue to pretty much go to war and create more money, even if, right? Because, I mean, they're a trillion and a, they're a trillion and a half uh, in the red every year, so they're going to have to borrow that much just to keep the thing going, right? On the um, budget, the federal government now, yeah, yes, yeah, and interest on the debt is about a trillion dollars a year today. Interest on the debt. Oh yes, 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 it is. Yeah. Is it a trillion, trillion and a half? I don't know. I don't know if it's a trillion, so, but you're So this thing cannot end. I mean, this thing cannot be fix itself, is what I'm going to say here. It's not going to fix itself, right? It can't. No, it's not going It's to too fix. big. It's too swampy. It's just... So what, what's going to happen, do you think, Richard Proctor, that eventually people will just revolt because, you know, you, they're paying $12 a gallon for milk? or I don't know. What, what's going to happen? Well, what I guess think? the people better, better, but that's a bloody revolution. I know, revolution I know, I don't want to do that either, kill. but what are you going to do? Well, if we don't do something like the <laughs> bank I'm talking about, then we are going to go to a revolution. You think so? Because oh. people will people will have their own neighborhood uh, militias. Right. They'll just be mobs with guns, but you guys will have a militia, but we'll just have mobs with guns because we don't have a militia. It's not going to be pretty, right? Pardon? It's not going to be pretty, whatever is going to happen here. No, it's not going to be pretty, whoever's doing it. That's right. Right. So right now, we could do things that would work with without guns shooting each other. Right. But if we wait too much longer, we'll have to have guns shooting each other. I'm for that. I don't like shooting. I'm, I'm not into shooting. <laughs> you, people don't realize. Something happened. Remember when... when Washington, Washington, Seattle, Washington was taken over by those hoodlums, mm -hmm. those big places down there. Yeah. Well, those hoodlums were on their way to Idaho, Coeur d'Alene. Oh, they were? On the way to Idaho. To do the same thing. Well, the people in Idaho didn't want that. People in that city didn't want it. So they got out on the road, on the income, with guns. And when the guys got there, we're going to do that. They said, oh, we're not going to do it here. They got guns. They went home. Mm. Wow. Interesting. <clears throat> That's the way to do it. Did you see where there's parts of Montana that are um, 
are there's parts of Oregon that are conservative in the east part of Oregon, and they don't like all the crazy communist stuff going on in Oregon, and they're going to they're going to join Montana. Did you see that? They're going to actually. I didn't. I didn't see it, but how's how's Oregon going, going to jump across Idaho and join Montana? Well, I did. I think they're just going to take the take a part of Oregon and say we want to be Montana. Montana will take them in. I don't know. Oh, I guess so. Why? Why does it have to be within a border? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That would be very good. Like we want to be with you guys because these people are making us crazy there in 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 Western Oregon. (laughs) California's trying to make two also. Are they? People of California trying to make two. Yeah. The two would be those in the big cities and everybody else. That's the division. (laughs) And the rules are that you got to have the legislature agree and you got to have the federal government agree and you can't do it unless. But if things get really wieldy, unwieldy, maybe more of the rules are going to be just, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Uh, you know, I, th- I think people are going to start just doing stuff, you know, like, well, we just, you know, it'll be messy, but what are you going to do? There's another itinerary that you might, that might develop. Hmm. I'm, I'm not disagreeing with your itinerary there, but there's another one. Inflation. The inflation gets bigger and bigger, and digital currency comes in, and the people say, we're not going to take this anymore. Right. And they start using the barter system. Yes. I think everybody that's going to happen. Everybody what they can do with everybody else in the state. Yeah. I and think they'll that, set that up. People would set that up oh, really yeah. quickly. I think it goes on a lot more than we even know today. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yes, it goes on all the time. All the time. Uh, one final question. I one time, and I, I, I know I have them in my files, but there's a, there's a Supreme Court decision, I think it was 18, late 1800s, oh, I wish I had that, I, I'll find it, but it was, about, it was about income, and it was a Supreme Court that said what income was. Yes, and in those days, the Supreme Court said it's against the Constitution, you can't have it. Well, they, what they said was, it was profit severed from capital. So it wasn't income that you work for somebody, right? That was there's always to say it. Uh, lawyers can make quite quite red if they want. Yeah. Okay, but you're right. That's it. Did several times? Did they, did they say that in the 1800s? Wow. Not just once or twice. Wow. And several and every time it went to the Supreme Court in Washington D.C. and Washington D.C. said you can't do that because it's not in accordance with the Constitution. So the Sixteenth Amendment threw that all out. Oh, Let me read the so, 16th Amendment. Yeah, I get that, but how can you have a Supreme Court decision that the people couldn't say, I don't want you, you can't take taxes out of my my income, uh, you know, taxes out of my work pay. It's because of the 16th Amendment. Oh, they passed that. What, the, what it really says, the Congress shall have power to lay and collect taxes uh. on incomes from whatever source derived without apportionment ah. among the several states and without regard to any census or enumeration. What that really says is Congress has power to lay and collect taxes on anything they want regardless of whether the Constitution gotcha. is irrespective of what the Constitution says. Gotcha. And when was the 16th Amendment? Uh, that was the 16th was passed in, uh, let me see, it's going to be right here. 
the 16th was passed on February the 3rd of 1913. Oh, 19 and the 17th was passed in 1913 on April the 8th. This is right after the, the Federal Reserve Act. Before. Before, those sneaky guys. Before. They couldn't do the act until these two things were enacted, and that's why they were. Which one, the 16th and whatever? What else? The 16th and the 17th. And what it had to be enacted before the Federal Reserve. Ah, and what does 17th say? 17th says, the Senate of the United States shall be composed of ah, two senators yeah. from each state elected by the people. Gotcha. Unconstitutional. Did you know Article 5? Article 5 in the Constitution itself already makes, Article 5, not an amendment, Article 5 of the Constitution already makes senators unconstitutional. The very last paragraph says, no state without its consent shall be deprived of its suffrage in the Senate, which means voting power in the Senate. No state, that's Article 5, last sentence, no state will lose its senators. Ever. Ever. And no one has ever even paid attention to that sentence. They just read the 17th Amendment and says, oh, I guess that's the way. Black's Law Dictionary, which people refer to all the time, says an amendment cannot change the essence of a contract. Very clear. Hmm. So, so the <clears throat> legal, legal documents that the attorneys all use say the Supreme Court, the Senate of the United States must still be with the states, not wow. the people. So the 16th Amendment... Uh, but this was abhorred to the Constitution, so it's really not law, but they get away with it because everybody thinks it is. That's right. Okay. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's how it's done. It's done. That's and crazy. And they teach it everywhere. That, they teach it everywhere. And they've been teaching it everywhere. Nobody today believes anything else. It's crazy. Yes. I'm going to say this. We are the dumbest <laughs> nation of, of intelligent people there is in the world. <laughs> But I, I suspect it's much like this around the world, isn't it? This similar similar game, pretty much. Oh, yes, it's everywhere. These yeah. same guy guys control every country. Yeah. Same dudes, same, same people, control it all. Yeah, Central Bank of, uh, what, of Europe, European Central Bank, the IMF, the World Bank, the whole, all over, it's the yeah. same crowd, right? I, the IMF is, yeah, the World Bank and the and International Monetary Fund, mm. both of those. All the money comes from there worldwide, yes. Visa, MasterCard. Korean War was fought by these guys. Yeah. Korean War was fought by the same guys. They were in charge of it. Same people. Well, it's planet Earth sure is a trip to be on, and it's going to be interesting. I want to stick around just to see how this thing plays out, because it's not going to end well, or it will end well, or I don't know what's going to happen, you know? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm here of a, of a, in a state where a lot of people say, lip service, that they will support the Constitution. Right. Maybe at some point they will really say, I will support it. And I will teach the Constitution all up and down the, the corridor of the state. I will make sure everybody understands what they can do by law. This is the law. Mm. What they can do by law. And then they can do it. And they just have to get their legislature. If the legislature won't do it, you can impeach the dudes, put new people in. Right. You know, there's a. it wasn't in our state, it was in another one. The, the school board saw those parents coming because of the garbage they were doing, and they fled out the right. back door, yeah. and the people took over. There's been well, a lot of changeover of school boards around the country of the last yeah. year. They've, they've been kicked yeah. a lot of people out, boy. I, I can see the people rising against the legislature and the governor of the state and going there and taking their place and pushing them out the door. Well, they need to because they're all crazy. You know? And they could do that. And if they did that, then there would be no problem at all of having a militia and getting a state bank and all this 
not a state, a federal, federal a public citizen state. Right. Can't be a state bank because then the state would own it. And the state can't own it. The state just authorizes it. Just like they authorize you to have a license to drive. They still don't own you as you drive. Jeremy says, wait a minute. I've got a lot of money in two banks. Is your guess saying that they could make me turn it into a central bank digital currency? Yes. That's not good. You, they really That's could. Not good, but they really what could. They can do. Wow. Federal Reserve is in charge. The Federal Reserve will do it. Right, because it's going to be their currency. It's going to be their currency. Yep. Uh huh. They'll do it. You'll have nothing to say about it. Nothing. And then your your money will be washed, and if you aren't a good citizen, they'll take it away from you. Well, that, that's exactly what I was going to mention. Uh, we had a fellow on and explained it to us. I'll give you the quick story, what I believe and what he believes and others, what's going on. It's really not even a currency, Richard. It's a coupon. No. It's a coupon. So so Patrick gets no a 500, 500 CBC, right? And say, this is taking it to an extreme, but this is pretty much how it will work. Is And it's all going to be tied into my social credit score if I've been behaving myself on Facebook and, you know, and 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 and, uh, and all of that, and also yep, right. my my medical records, and maybe maybe I have high cholesterol that they think is high, and I want to use a CBC thing coupon to buy pizza, and they can say, no, Patrick, no, you can't do that because, you know, you your cholesterol is too high. I mean, that's an extreme, but that's pretty much what they want to do. Yes, the Obamacare program is doing it. Really. Yeah, they have death committees. They have things that they don't give to people because they're because they're too old. Oh, really? I had lots of trouble getting everything approved for me to have my surgery. Because you're I too old? You're too old? Yeah, I'm 81. Good for you. You don't look 81. So what do you mean? So they told you since you're 81 you can't get all this money? Nobody said a word. But I had a lot of trouble getting everything done. I just got a dinner for my physician's bill because one of the boxes wasn't marked as it's $1,200. They said, this is not a bill, $1,200. You just have to have this paperwork done. Mm -hmm. But they could say <clears throat> different than that. They could say, this is a bill. You can't pay it. Too bad. Boy, and Richard and that's Proc what the digital currency will do. Yeah. Richard Proctor, you talk about a swamp, the insurance business. I mean, as you know, it's like, whew, you talk about powerful, whoa, Huge, right? Yes. Huge. Yes. Huge. Yes. Huger than huge. huge. Huger than huge. Man. Yes. And I used to work with people like that who would buy, help them buy their, buy their uh, intermediate term bonds. Right. It's crazy. I used, to help, I used to help people do that a long time ago. Well, I think one of the biggest challenges is, is that so many uh, people, mainly pension funds, have lent the government a lot of money, right? Yes. And that's a problem. <laughs> that's a problem. Yeah, but they'll go with the digital and they'll just be fine. Oh, you mean they'll just turn them into CB, CBDCs? Yep. I guess. Yeah, because all those people that we're talking about, big, big folks like that, they're all a part of the guys that are doing it to us. Of course, yeah. yeah. Do you see there's a huge pension fund in Canada that is losing $90 million from this whole crypto thing, you FTX thing. 
Ninety million dollars. Okay. Yeah, like, cool. okay. Okay, Richard. Well, what, it was great fun. Thanks for having you on the uh, coming on the show. Yeah. Two hours, man. I need to come on more often. By the way, I know it's <laughs> fun talking to you. I mean, I just it's like talking to my my uncle or something, or my brother. My brother. So go to his website, Provis Institute. Let me see. Let me put it up here so you can read it. Yeah, ProvisInstitute.com. ProvisInstitute.com. In his new book yes. called called Hidden Lies of Banking. Say it again. Hidden Lies. Hidden of Lies of Banking. And that's going to be coming out right around right around Christmas, right? Right around Christmas. Time. Yeah, I won't. They won't be available for Christmas presents, but they'll be right around Christmas. Yeah, you can you can buy it for people. That's, yep. And it, did but you I'll write it in a way it. where you could actually give it to, uh, you know, teenagers so they could learn from this? I mean, they can understand it, right? They can do any, yeah, I'll, if people want to start making orders, they have to call me on the phone. I'll take the orders. Okay, cool. Cool. I mean, I will take care of anybody who wants to buy a book even right now. I just can't deliver it yeah, until it's printed. That's right. But you've and the book is written. It's finished. It's finished. All I have to do is have a printer, and the printer can't do it because of all the orders right. that are there already. So I can't get it printed until mm -hmm. but, until the later later in December. But I, d I didn't understand exactly. But it, it's in a way that teenagers, youngers, folks can read it and understand it, right? Oh yeah, I can't write in big words. I can't write <laughs> something over two syllables. I don't know how to spell it. <laughs> That's right. I don't do big words. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. So you write it in a way that people. The kids can understand this thing. Yeah, all, all of my books are written like that. Yeah, they may not want to stick, take the time to do it, but they're all written that way. Exactly, ProvisInstitute.com. Richard, happy it's holidays. Fun. You too. We'll see you real you soon. And when are you going to get out of your little neck thing after a while? Uh, somewhere around the second of January. Oh, see, you. not too long. Not too long. All right, you take care of yourself. Stay out of trouble now. I will. I will do good things. Thanks, Richard. I will. Appreciate it. Thanks Thanks for coming on the show. Bye-bye. Richard Proctor, and may the blessings be. Well, there you go. Cool guy, huh? Provis Institute. Provis Institute. <clears throat> well, kids, I'm going to go have a little lunch. Thank you very much. And we will see you tomorrow, and we're going to talk to Fred Dashevsky and more money talk with the the, the real world of money. I don't even know what we call it. I guess it's the real world of money. Uh, we don't even put a name on it. Fred Dashevsky, but uh, he uh, buys and sells gold and silver coins. Let's give me a little plug here while we're having this conversation. Where is it? <clears throat> Man. Always wondering. Oh, here it is. Here you go. His number is 800-878-2646. So if you want to get out of those Federal Reserve notes that will someday possibly be turned into central bank digital coupons against your will, you want <laughs> you can buy some gold and silver, put it in a safe or in your underwear drawer, and they're not going to get their mitts on that stuff because it's yours. You own it. There's no third party. These are real American dollars, um, gold and silver coins at the mint, they don't do bricks and bars and not that there's anything wrong with bricks and bars of gold and silver, but it's all real American money. And they have six pre-65 uh, dimes, quarters and halves and silver dollars. 
that you can purchase, and they'll have real silver in there. Someday you can sell those for Federal Reserve notes and buy broccoli or something. I don't know. But this is a great company. I've known Fred forever and is very honest, very uh, good people. 800-878-2646, U.S. Coin Capital. And um, you can buy bags of quarters. And you want to hear something really fun? You're going to like this. When I was in grade school, high grade school, when I was in high school, okay? When I was in high school in the 60s, 60, let me say 65, 6, 7, Gas was a quarter a gallon. I remember. Quarter. Quarter. 25 cents. A quarter. And you get a gallon of gas. So that little silver quarter in 1963 had silver in it. And you could buy a gallon of gas. You could take that same silver quarter today. The very same one. I kept it for 50 years. And I could go and go to a coin shop and get about five or six bucks for that silver quarter. Any coin shop in the country. Federal Reserve notes, and buy two gallons of gas. So how about them apples? Do you think gold and silver is a good thing to have? (laughs) There you go. That's the beauty of real money. That's right. That's a true story. I remember gas. We bought it for a quarter. There you go. Okay, so get some gold and silver from Fred. 800-878-2646. I will see you tomorrow with Fred, and we'll have a good time Thank you. I love you all very much. Thanks for your support. If you need some products, uh, then we got a, the best ever on our website, oneradionetwork.com. May the blessings be. Thanks to Richard Proctor again. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is oneradionetwork.com. <laughs>